hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, a Coffee Kids podcast. This is episode 10 of our bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast, uploaded to soundcloud.com slash coffeekids, and more to come on that in the future. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. Daryl, how you What's doing up? this morning? Oh, shit, you jacking him of his spot, dude? Yeah, dude, my bad. <laughs> it's not, last time we started with you, Eli, so I just thought I would okay. switch it, but we didn't talk about it, so that's my fault. Eli, how are you this morning? I'm great. Fantastic. How are you, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I like your tank top, Daryl, or your wife beater. What do you call that? <laughs> it's, it's a like tank top. Uh, the tank top? My tank top. I yeah, didn't... I got this in Thailand when oh. I went there a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right. I forgot you went on that trip, honestly. That was yeah, like right when you started yeah. working at the ranch, I feel like. Yeah, not long after. Mm-hmm. Very nice. This is the brew that they drink out here, the Leo. Mm. Are you going to be Pretty enjoying dry. any Leos today on the 4th of July? Hell yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yes, it is the 4th of July. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, we are up to 400 listens now on SoundCloud, which might sound trivial to some, but I'm pretty happy about it. So thanks, everybody, for checking out all the podcasts and for all the listens. I did want to make a couple amendments to last week's episode before we kind of get into the swing of things here. We had a topic where we discussed any changes that we wanted to make uh, to PlayStation 5 trophies and sort of the way they're handled. And I forgot to mention that I would really like if Trophy List did not display DLC trophies for games that you own if you don't own the DLCs. So, for example, we'll get into it, but we've been playing Battlefield 1, and there's a crap ton of DLC trophy lists on there that even though I don't own them, they're factoring into my overall percentage of the game, and I think that's bullshit. So I just wanted to call it out right here at the top to make sure it was clear that I'm not a fan of that, and I hope it goes away. Pretty weak sauce, for it's sure. definitely weak sauce. <laughs> so thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to me complain about that for a second. Did any of you guys have amendments to our discussion of you know PlayStation 5 or any of that last week? want to give you a chance to correct yourselves. I'm good. I, I do agree with you on the... Getting rid of the DLC because I had that big disaster with uh, uh, Shadow of Mordor mm -hmm. as some DLC. And like that was, I'm not super concerned with 100%, but I did want to do that 100%. And so I bought the Game of the Year edition thinking I would get the DLC because it comes with the DLC. So I turned the game on and it started a whole new like list, line item on my list for trophies. Yeah, and that's like, crazy. All right, I'll just. I'll just make it to the DLC and pop a trophy and see if it goes to both. And it didn't. God. And those DLCs were like 10 bucks each for, I don't know how old that game is. It's like six years old by now. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah, they were actually just on sale on one of the recent, recent sales, the DLCs. So I ended up buying them anyways. They were like a couple bucks. So I have them now, but I probably won't be going back to them. They should definitely be, that should definitely be removed. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I don't know. That brings up a good point, too, about sort of game of the year editions with games. I've, I've never, like, repurchased a game in that form before if I already owned it. But I'm curious if it's just a brand new trophy list or how that works. Like, if you have, let's say, the base game or, like, Resident Evil 7, right? And then you get the platinum. And then you get the gold edition, which is the base game plus all the DLCs. Are you only really getting new trophies when it comes to the DLC, or are you repopping all the trophies you already have, but they're on the gold edition list now, so it's different? Uh, I repopped for the Game of the Year edition. 
Oh, that's that's bullshit, dude. I don't know how I yeah. feel about that. Yeah, Doubling down. Kind of like, yeah, you could scam the system, but I was just like, I'm not playing this all over again. Well, I know the they do that for the Vita a... too. So. Hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a different. That's a different system. Different platform. Yeah. You get two games. I don't know. I don't know. You get those crazy people I've heard of where they'll buy a game on like the EU store or something as well, and they'll pop trophies in both of them for the same game, just to like yeah. increase then, their trophy level. It's ridiculous. And then you got then you got the crossplay, so you can get like four depending on the game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Daryl, does that boil your blood like it boils our blood over here? You seem very calm in your, really. in your wife beater over there. I keep calling it a wife beater for some <laughs> reason. Like, which is obviously. Let's just take a second here. What a fucking name for a piece of clothing, right? What what is that? Like, what a holdover of like, I don't know, a different era. But I just feel like tank top sounds like it's a girl shirt. No. Yeah, I sleeveless. feel like girls wear tank tops, guys wear white beaters. They're effectively girls the same thing. Girls wear spaghetti straps. Oh my god! Not since seventh grade they don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tank top? Nah. That's nothing. Hmm. I'll call it a sleeveless shirt if you're a dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out shirt. Yeah. Okay. I could get behind that. Obviously, this is a trophy podcast. If you listeners didn't know, while well, we're getting into clothing here, but we do <laughs> we do have um some some good things for you this week. Just like last week, we're gonna continue on with a sort of overarching question or topic to start off the show. Uh, before we get into what we've been playing and you know finishing off with our trophy quiz, just like last week. So hopefully, you guys had fun with that. Eli, you were kind of running the show this week in terms of the the topic question and the trophy quiz so i'll hand it over to you to get us started okay i'm a little befuddled with the wife beater topic no you're befuddled with um, that i mean we can revisit yeah. it if you want to stay on the wife beater topic <laughs> i'm sure it's the it's the tight skinny shirt okay mm -hmm. that stretches out around you yeah i'm I... pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure the term comes from it being like because it's so like it's really small and tight when mm -hmm. it's like not stretched out and you can get it wet and roll it up really good i think that's where it comes from interesting i'd love to hear the corrections if that's if i'm incorrect i just don't know why the name wife beater you know does that imply that people are rolling up these tank tops and just whipping their wives with them like what is happening in the 1950s like i don't i have no clue yeah. what's going on here it sounds like it was a fad man i gotta start asking my well i wish my grandparents were still around because i would ask them like what the hell's up with this <laughs> now nah, i just have no idea i'm left in the dark Okay, you ready for the question? Yeah, ready for the question. I think we, we've exhausted our tank top discussion for, for right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Daryl, you good on the tank tops? Yeah, I'm all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what game from the ranch trophy hunting race ended up being your most enjoyable or fun experience? Now, do you want to... Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to explain the trophy race, Colin? Yeah, real brief, I'll give you guys sort of the, the TLDR, too, too long didn't read, of what we did. So last year, for the entirety of the year, we had a group of four to five people, it fluctuated depending on the month, who would pick one of the two free games offered with PS Plus every month, and we would race to 100% completion with the trophy list. Now, typically, we didn't end up getting the Platinum within the month, although I think Daryl and Eli, you guys both had a few of, of those, but... The way that it would work is if you finished in first place or you had the highest percentage completion at the end of the month, you got five points. If you got second place, you got three points. If you got third place, you got one point. And if you got a platinum on top of it, it was worth an extra point. 
So at the end of the year, we calculated up the total, got to be, you know, the end of the year, and we got a winner, which was Daryl, so we all owed him 20 bucks each or something like that, I think. Might have been a little more, a little less, but it was a pretty fun race and definitely kept us all involved throughout the year, although I think we all, uh, you know, we're a bit stressed by the end of it. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the background on the trophy race. Yeah, there was definitely needed some, some of the months, some people just kind of didn't really play them, but they were still in it because right. it was a bit tiring at times. Yeah. And it, obviously some of the months, some games were easier to do than others. You know, if you get something that takes like 500 hours to do, it's very hard to complete it in a month. <laughs> so. Yes, we had to choose wisely. Can you repeat the question again? Just because I kind of, I, I honestly forgot. <laughs> what was like your, your favorite or your most uh, enjoyable? What did you have the most fun with? Okay. What game did you have the most fun with? Got I it. Say, in that way. Darryl, I, have, can... like, I have a gut feeling of what you what everyone's going to pick, but like I could be wrong. Because hmm. I know what I had the most fun in. Well, I'm, I need to think about it for a second. So when you guys can start it off. Daryl, you got something? Yeah, I got one game. I'm going to have to go with For Honor. Oh, Probably my Probably not gosh. what you were expecting, right, Eli? That's exactly what I was expecting. You motherfuckers. What? Oh, man. A, I was going to... I was going to go with the other game, the one where we're, like, massively competitive with, but I figured I'll leave that to one of you guys. But For Honor is the game that <laughs> I had a lot of fun with. That wasn't really uh, a month that I was too concerned about with the race. I just liked the fact that we were all able to play together. I think the most we had was four people. Yeah. Another one of our coworkers had played with us. And traditionally, I don't like fighting games. I'm really bad at them. But playing with people like you guys, I really wanted to get good at it. Because mm -hmm. if I'm good at it, I'll have a better time. If I'm not, then I'm just not even going to want to play with it anymore. The uh, game had a story mode to it, which I thought was compelling. I really did like that you can play as different factions. The, the Vikings, the Samurai, and then the, the Knights. Thought that was a pretty cool way to kind of mix it up because they all had their different play styles. I like the samurai. I went with the big dude, the yep. Shigoki. Man, as soon as I picked him up, I was owning dudes online. That guy had the worst move set to play against I have ever seen. That move where he would like just pick you up and crack your back or some shit and then throw you away. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> he had the easiest moves to to uh, execute, and I think that's probably why I like them because mm. I'm not a really good uh, fighting game player. But for him to have a really easy move set for me to just pick up and execute easily, that guy was probably my main character to go with every time. A good answer. Did you enjoy your oh, time with you the for honor, Eli? Before I talk about it, because I got a lot to say about that game. Yeah, that was my that was my choice as well because I had the most fun with that. Like I just love our our multiplayer sessions that get into some shenanigans and mm. it's a blast. So like I had the most the most fun with that game because I mean, so the story was eh for me. Like I didn't really know it was just like all right, we're these three things are at war with each other. Right. But it was you know, it was still nice to play through and get familiar with the game, but the real fun started online and it was, it, you know, it was a bit grindy and you definitely had to learn 
the you had to learn the characters or like your online experience was just terrible mm-hmm. and there was still the matchups with like bad matchups just based on the skill set of each character but it was great like me and daryl did some like 2v2s and like it was one of the games we got messages about you know some hate so we got some hate mail oh my you know? gosh like it was it was just fun to mess around and like some of the some of the way things i wouldn't say it's glitchy but just that kind of like silliness of some of it in games you know right can get where it's just like that was that was absolutely ridiculous and it's just funny to see those things and yeah i, I enjoyed for honor online with friends what was your character lot. that you played again because we played the same one i just don't remember what it was called yeah i pretty much played the knight i think it was called the warden oh yeah that's right i'm pretty sure that was like the intro the character <laughs> it's like yeah because each... he got real beastie with his like his like shoulder bash yep. you could kind of like spam that and yep. that was so they each kind of had their own little like the guy you couldn't see his uh set the shinobi was that it or i, I forget what that so. the guy with the you hook couldn't see the assassin guy yeah yeah the samurai assassin guy or you couldn't you can't see their their like uh their stance right whatever like that guy they all had their little thing that would you know tear you down and the spiky the the long staff lady that would just make you bleed they all had their little thing so it was it was pretty fair it was cool like it basically was a fighting game mixed with like a you know medieval sword fighting game at the same time so they each had distinct moves and passives and skill sets and i don't know in some ways because i play a lot of league of legends it's kind of similar to that where you have to know the exact move set of every enemy champion or enemy character and how it interacts with your character's move set or else you're not going to be successful online which is cool but i've been playing league for like six years and I, we played for honor for like two months so obviously you're not going to have the same level of familiarity and by the t- time we jumped in, like, the game was a couple years old at that point, so most people were pretty good. I think you did get some people that were not that great because it was free that month. So I agree that I had a pretty good time playing it online. I, and also I agree the story was pretty lackluster, and I don't even think really many people played it. I, I'm pretty sure the collectible trophies for that had 0.1% completion, so, you know, like <laughs> barely anyone was touching it pretty interesting but yeah that game was really fun i've never played a game like it before i think the controls were kind of weird to get used to in terms of you know the direction that you press on the right stick would dictate how you swing your sword and how you block and stuff like that so that was a little weird yeah i don't know if i enjoyed it as much as you guys did but i definitely think it was a nice change of pace and a fun mix-up game to throw in there with the grinding involved, though, for the trophies, like you were saying, like it's very hard, I think, to get the platinum for that game within a month. I actually think it's impossible, right? Because you have to switch seasons, quote unquote, in mm-hmm. the in the online play, which requires you to play for across multiple months, essentially. So it's pretty difficult to kind of race that game. But I do think it was one of the more competitive ones we did, where some of us chose to kind of jump in and go for story-related trophies first, or some people you know, wanted to get a win in each type of multiplayer match and knock that out. And yeah, so it was pretty good. I I would say for mine, I would probably go either the Borderlands, the pre-sequel or um, Horizon Chase Turbo. I'll probably give it to Horizon Chase Turbo because it's a really fun, quick, like arcade racing game. It It had some challenging levels for sure and a couple challenging races, but it had been so long since I'd played something like, you know, Need for Speed or 
or any of those sort of like more arcadey racing games that it just felt good to be playing that style of game again. And it was one that you could easily get the platinum in within a month time frame. So I would recommend it to anyone who has not played that game. Put some headphones on, uh, you know, because the sound and the music in that game is pretty great. And then go to town, race some fools. That game was bullshit. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, D- tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Do you have uh, the platinum yeah, yeah, yeah. yet for that or you no? Gotta, you gotta stay with it. If you, you can't, <laughs> you can't go back to it and relearn all the tracks because some of the uh, the rubber banding and all that ch- cheapo racing mechanics are just like I don't know. It, it's fun to play, but if you're in it to win it. It's not always like enjoyable. It wasn't super enjoyable for me. It felt like a chore. Yeah, I could but see that. It's my opinion. The game almost made it impossible to be in first place by the like so most races had 3 to 5 laps that you would do and it was pretty much impossible to be in first place by the end of the first lap. It was very mm-hmm. like systematic where it's like okay, end of lap 1 I'm in like 8th place, end of lap 2 I'm in like 3rd place and then you have to play the 3rd lap like perfectly. And use your nitrous boots or boosts, I should say, to come into first. You know, there, I'd never felt like I was so far ahead in those races that I was guaranteed to win, even when I yeah. upgraded like and got some of the best cars in the game. Let me be the boss that I am. Mm-hmm. Why sure. you gotta make the game? It's gonna be. It's exciting for me to be ahead that far and be like, "Whoa, dude! I'm like two minutes ahead. I don't need the the stress of like." the strategy of staying in a certain place each lap and then like having to do perfect on the last lap. Mm-hmm. Not, no, I'd rather just let my, let my boss car driving skills shine, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did have a cool list too. Like mostly it was just completing the sort of circuits around the world. There's different racetracks at different locales, like across the globe. And then a few extra tournaments and side tournaments, but like there's some for like, you know, finishing a race when you ran out of gas or, you know, finishing a race by like, point three seconds or there's somewhere like barely getting a first place and stuff like that so it made you i think you were going to get most of them i should say through natural play but it felt rewarding to get them still just because you could turn on that game for like 10 minutes and make good progress assuming that you won the race did you play that one pretty easy list yeah i'll play that one i didn't play it when you guys first started playing it yeah it was just you and eli because that's another genre i'm not too well versed in fighting and race racing is not really my my cup of tea mm-hmm. but i saw how competitive you guys were and then i picked up on it like maybe halfway through the month and i was like maybe i'll just give it a try see if i like it or not and then that's when i got seriously hooked into it so i was uh at a really bad start in the race because you guys made some serious progress and i was trying to come up from behind right and uh we have another guy too playing that month with us so yep. that's when i really wanted to see if i can overtake you guys maybe go for the plat but it didn't turn out that month you you had won it colin yeah that's but the I only month i, I won <laughs> <laughs> i you believe did overtake I me. The third. oh yeah i did mm-hmm. yeah, that was definitely yeah. the most competitive month because me and colin were just about neck and neck going back and forth for what a, a, about a week i would i think one or and two then, weeks even yeah yeah that's the month i had to drop out for medical reasons so yep. and that's why i had to go back to the game and so yeah after you're off you got to relearn the tracks it's not fun 
<laughs> I will say the game hurts your eyes kind of to just like jump in and play. Like it moves so fast that it takes you yeah. a little while to get used to it. And you can't really try to focus on the backgrounds or you're just like for me, I was like, I can, I'm going to fucking throw up or something. Like I just got to look at the, the car and then just only focus on that. But no, Daryl, yeah, I agree you with you too. On the background. Uh -huh. No, I was just going to say, I yeah. agree. Like racing and fighting games are my, those are like my weak point. I guess sports games too. I don't think I have played, I don't think I've played a single sports game on my PS4 since I've owned it. Like none of the FIFAs, Maddens, NHLs, 2Ks, like PGA golf. You got, ML you got MLB now and you're about to get NBA. I know. I know. God damn it. Daryl. Still, well, that's good you don't have that. any sports games. Yeah, I'm going to still get it. I'm actually really excited that it's coming out. 2K? So, yeah, so next week we get the NBA 2K20 yep. and Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? And Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is a really good game. I really liked Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm pretty stoked to get back into 2K. That was my jam before I started branching out and playing other games. Is it your space jam? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, if there was a fucking Space Jam video game, I would totally yeah. play that shit. 100%. Yeah. But this, oh, yeah. like, hyper-realism of the sports game genre where you have to know the current rosters, like, so well. Like, if you don't follow the sport yeah. outside of the game, I feel like it's kind of hard to jump in. You know, they're like, all right, mm -hmm. make your own team with the players that you want. I'm like, I've heard of two of these guys, maybe. Yeah. Where, you, you know, like, I don't Michael know. Where's Michael Jordan? Right, yeah, where's Michael <laughs> Jordan, you know? Where's Brett Favre in Madden? Like, what the fuck's yeah. going on yeah. anymore? I don't like, I don't understand what's happening. And then they give you these booster packs, and you got to get legendary versions of your player. And it's just like, oh, my God, dude, I just don't care. But so, it's so realistic. Look it's at so realistic. on their cheeks. Yeah, they added, like, social media and stuff to 2K now. You got to have, like, a Twitter account that you manage to, like, get your fan base up and, like, yeah. What? Yeah, dude. It's, uh, I don't know. Interestingly, though, I will say this brought us to a cool point. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the article about 2K21 that comes out in a little bit. It it leaked that on the next-gen consoles, that game is going to cost $69.99, which I think is a pretty good indication that game prices are going to go up on next-gen hardware. So they're no longer going to be $60 for a new game. I think it's going to be 70 maybe even 80 in some cases. Yeah, so. 70 for a game that all they do is change the characters' names every year. Yeah, I don't agree with it in terms of – I've always said that with sports games. Just make them a service-style game where you pay, like, $60 for the, like, platform. And then every year mm -hmm. when the new, like, roster updates come out or whatever, just basically charge me, like, maybe $10 for a big patch – and then, like, give mm -hmm. me the upgraded version. Like, I don't need to buy a brand new title every single year when it's that similar. Mm -hmm. That's going to be 70 bucks. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like games have been the same price since, what, like the 360 generation? Is that right? I don't or, buy full price games. Daryl, were games $60 back on the 360? Or were they 50 I can't remember. I think they were 60 back then. Okay. Because, I mean, I just know. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I remember some, like, $50 stuff, but th that was, like, I don't yeah. know, Game Crazy, like, way back when, like, original Xbox. Yeah. I was I, not, like, going to Game Crazy all the time. We used to watch that. I feel like you're right, Eli. That might have been for, like, the original Xbox, PlayStation 2, and, like, GameCube era was $50. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is game development is so much more expensive now and takes way bigger teams for longer amounts of time. So think about paying the salaries to, you know, the healthcare benefits, the rent space for the offices, all that stuff for that many years, for that many people. And then the game price doesn't go up at all. 
in like 20 years it doesn't even account for inflation like so it makes sense that they need to raise the price of games and i do think it'll help in terms of getting more you know quality rather than getting a 60 dollars game and then they pretty much necessitate you buy like three dlc packs for like 20 dollars to make up their margin like if they just start charging more up front maybe we'll start getting more free content down the line i don't know uh, i just wish in terms of like the length of games and stuff like the, yeah the games take a lot longer to develop but like don't make a a 200 hour game yeah i agree no nobody wants that anyways give me like an eight hour 10 hour i don't know 20 max hour campaign and make it 60 dollars or whatever yeah we need to put out these games that are 200 gigs on your system that take up your whole system and then you got to play them for two years to even finish them yeah red dead 2 it's like i don't if and if people want that that's cool and they can just make those games and they'll be $80. Don't make my eight hour games $60 or $80. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. It doesn't cost that much. There is definitely a sweet spot in there. You know, I, I think probably like a 15 to 20 hour game is like really what I'm jonesing for these days. You know, and maybe like once or twice a year, I'll play something that's a bigger RPG. But even that has gone down in recent years, you know. So I'm right there yeah. with you. But it's these fucking high school kids, dude. These high school, middle school kids who are just like, you know, I got the summer off. I got three months with no responsibilities and nothing to do. And I paid $60 for this game and I beat it in two nights. You know, it's not worth mm-hmm. it, bro. I'm going to fucking complain yeah. on Twitter. You know, screw these kids. Okay? Screw I'd, these kids. I'd love to see the, the variability in, like, the games and the prices. And then they could kind of also gauge what their player base wants, mm-hmm. you know? Fair point. What do you think, Daryl? I don't care. <laughs> Just put out some good games. I'll buy it. I'll dictate whether I want to buy it or not. Okay. So for you, though, length isn't an issue? Like, you still you still prefer kind of those bigger games? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I like those games. I, I can lose track of time with. Yeah, if it's like one of those games, I can see why they might have it priced at that. Yeah, I'm kind of like right there with Eli in terms of like if it's a game you can beat in probably a day, mm-hmm. why put it at such an, a ridiculous price point? It doesn't make sense. Well, we're starting to see more of the sort of double A games market come back, I think, you know, with things like SpongeBob and the Destroy All Humans remake and just like all these cart, you know, there's Nickelodeon cart racers. Just more kind of like middle of the road games that are like thirty to forty dollars, and they tend to do pretty well. So I hope that we continue to see those style of games going into the next Terminator. Gen. Yeah, Terminator is another great example. I'd um, love to see less remakes though, or remasters. Like the yeah. if, if the in the double A space, like let's let's be creative. Mm-hmm. Let's not just redo the same games. And For then, sure. Like I'm tired of rebuying games. If if PlayStation could have some backwards compatibility it wouldn't be an issue but that's what kind of hurts it feels like they're playing to their weakness and then stealing money from us because they have that weakness right it's like just make stuff backwards compatible and we wouldn't have that like i don't know no i agree it bugs me sometimes i mean even with like we were talking about nba 2k21 right so the ps5 and xbox one version or xbox series x version is 70 dollars but the old one, or the one for PS4 and Xbox One, is going to be 60 but they've said it will not work on next-gen consoles. So you'll have to rebuy it for $70 if you want to play it on PS5 or whatever. Or you can buy 
a version for $100 up front that will be backwards compatible. And you'll get it on both, right? What happened to Smart Delivery? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Smart Delivery is only if the developers want to enable it. So clearly, you know, EA or whoever makes... I don't actually know who makes 2K. That's so embarrassing. Um, whoever does that, they're just... 2K. 2K. Doesn't 2K make 2K? Yeah, but who owns 2K, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Either way, they're choosing not to enable it for that game because they know people are going to do it. There's people that only play like 2k games every year like they'll buy the 2k game and they'll buy call of duty and that's it and so they know people will buy the like hundred dollar version mm-hmm. just to have it so it's a bit ridiculous then that's the market i guess i guess we don't so. play them so right like i guess that's where the market is yep you speak with your wallet you know i'm just not gonna I'm buy gonna it say. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's yeah that's all i got to really say on that matter anyone else have anything you want to yeah. add to that topic i'm good cool um all good for the listeners out there or the viewers um, as well, if you're looking at the SoundCloud page, actually, you might have noticed we have some new artwork up. Uh, so Eli's been doing a great job making us some pretty kick-ass, you know, banners and sort of like thumbnails and stuff like that. You want to talk to us a bit, Eli, about your experience with GIMP? How has that been going? Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been slightly distracted from from games and I've been working on this photo editing software I got called GIMP. And uh, if you saw our original artwork, that was all like hand-drawn stuff. And then I just like put it in paint and drew over it on the computer. And it was pretty uh, primal. So I was like looking at stuff and I found this. I wanted, I looked at Photoshop and it's like 20 bucks a month or something kind of crazy. And then I found a suggestion for GIMP, which is a GNU image manipulator program or something along those lines. Okay. It sounds like a weird name. I hate saying it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm... I've been messing around with GIMP. Yeah, it sounds like you're like making what? fun of someone. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's real fucked yeah. up. <laughs> uh, don't worry, it's a photo. It's a photo thing. Right. You'd have, you'd have to know. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. And it's been pretty, uh, you know, like I said before, it was fun getting into the digital art scene again and having somewhere for my creative juices, somewhere for that to be splattered all over. And I finally found that outlet with GIMP. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit, it's a bit much. It's definitely again different than paper and pencil but so far i don't have like a drawing pad but my screen does like do the pen thing um i haven't done too much of that because that's really hard to do i've just been you know manipulating photos and learning how to do cool text and as you can see we got some sweet little text on our on our uh soundcloud now and uh basically practicing different stuff just to learn the mechanics because it does also if you're interested in gimp it's it is i would say well i don't know i don't have photoshop but i hear that it's just as good as photoshop but it's not as user friendly okay so maybe harder to learn then up front yeah they don't have as many as the like you know in terms like let's take the brushes for example photoshop mm-hmm. would have like special brushes that like have pre-programmed like actions and like settings in them that could make your brush like tilted like it looks like you're drawing with like a special calligraphy pen or whatever they have like all these pre-programmed kind of things and whereas in gimp you kind of have to manipulate your own settings that's just like one example of the difference between them but yeah it's been fun i'm enjoying yeah. it it is time consuming but 
that's I've, one of those games you get lost in. I like look down like what? I've been yeah. working on this for like an hour. Dude? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I feel like any like that kind of thing and the same with like editing of any sort, whether it's video or audio, it's so easy to just kind of get lost and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been like two hours and I've edited like this 15 minute segment of something, mm -hmm. you know, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. I And I'm sure, you know, I appreciate it very much. I know Daryl appreciates it very much. And uh, for the listeners and viewers out there, like, take a look at it. It's freaking sweet. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, I finally got my YouTube art down. They make it really complicated. But... To do your thumbnail, you mean? Or your, like, like the, icon? Like, your, you, you have channel art, and they, like, make it this big space because they want it to work for all platforms. So, like, there's this big, giant... I forget what the pixel size was, but it's a big giant canvas. And then there's like slim down version for like phones and, and just looking at it on a desktop. The big one's only for the TV. It's like, who watch who looks at your full channel on the TV? I don't know. But yeah, it was a pain to, to like, you got to make a template for it for yourself in there and then make sure you're getting the things in the right space. So it shows up on YouTube. It's a big, big undertaking. Yeah. It sounds complicated it to be. Well, congrats. You're doing God's work, my Thank friend. Because <laughs> I have, like I said, no art skills whatsoever. So, uh, you know, appreciate it very much. Thank you. moment I looked at it, it reminded me of Tron. Oh, yeah. You know, just that, how it looked like. It looked. It reminded me of the movie, and it, it brought back some cool memories. I definitely enjoyed that movie. So seeing that artwork, you know, I was imagining myself riding on the light cycle. <laughs> yeah. That was the memory I thought of right away. That's cool. That's a good call out. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And as far as that, our our channel art goes for SoundCloud, I've been playing with different things. So I don't know if you guys are open to it. It may, may be changing here and there. Um, but yeah. Because I'm just going to be doing different things. Yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. I mean, Eli will send me sort of some new images he's worked on. And then pretty much almost immediately every time I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool so i'm just gonna change it <laughs> you know so it's been changing a couple times which i think is kind of awesome to have like a rotating slew of Im images and stuff like that but at the same time i'm sure some people might find it annoying that it's not consistent so you know if you have an opinion strongly one way or the other let us know reach out to us yeah. however you feel comfortable and uh yeah thanks for checking it out obviously so I think as far as what we've been playing then, Eli, you just kind of mentioned, right? Like you've been spending a lot of time with GIMP. I know you've been making some progress in other, you know, in some games that you've been playing. So we'll come back to that. But I feel like, Daryl, you've been really just hammering out some stuff the last couple of weeks. So why don't you start us off with kind of what you've been getting into and what trophies you've been popping? Yeah, I took a look at my backlog and I wanted to play some games that didn't re require a whole lot of time and playthroughs so i picked out some games that are more story driven so i'm currently playing batman the enemy within i'm like an hour into that first episode and it introduces like some famous characters from that whole universe batman alfred you know all, all those guys and i'm liking it so far from what I played, it definitely has a darker tone compared to the first one. Even though the first one already had a dark tone, this one feels like it's a hundred times more dark than the first game. Yeah. Which I really like because Batman itself, that's a whole dark universe. And 
Batman is like probably like my favorite superhero. So I'm I'm a little bummed I didn't get to play more before the episode, but I will play more in the forthcoming days. I've only popped two trophies. They're bronzes. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure there's more to come. But I have been playing a couple other games that I really enjoyed. And they're games that you guys have played. I'm pretty sure you guys enjoy them as well. I played What Remains of Edith Finch. It came out in 2017 by Giant Sparrow. Okay. And you play as Edith Finch, who is the last Finch, and she goes back to the Finch household. And from there, you kind of explore the house, mm-hmm. and you see that the whole Finch generation has lived in this house, and that all their rooms are sealed off for some reason. And they're all sealed off because each Finch member has died. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, like, you, you sort of realize that the house was built sort of like with secret tunnels, passageways, hidden basements. And that's kind of how you're able to go into these rooms by taking those secret passageways. And then once you've kind of entered a room, they become some sort of memorial to honor that family member's memory. Okay. And then from there... That's kind of how you play because the game is so weird. It's freaking weird because <laughs> you, um, as soon as you enter the room, you relive their last moments, that particular family member's last moments. So freaking weird. Huh. I loved it, but it, it, it's a it's a really disturbing story. Uh, before I get into more of that, just to give you the gist of it, there's uh, on the trophy side the six bronzes. One silver and two golds, but no platinum. Yeah, so you can get a hundred percent. But don't, but don't let that turn you away from playing the game because it's an absolutely amazing game. Like I made the mistake of not downloading this game when it was for free. Yeah, I didn't download it either. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. It was in the that, race. Now, yeah, it was in the race. I think you were the only one that played it. Yeah, I was the only one smart enough to download a free game. Yeah, and that was a lesson learned for me. So, um, I didn't download it. And I remember Eli talking about how he played it. I remember he said that he enjoyed it a lot. So I remember that I was going to buy it the next time it was on sale. And then once I played this game, you know, I, I could see why he enjoyed it so much. Just the story itself was, it got me so hooked into it that, you know, I really wanted to keep playing it. I didn't even care if it didn't have a platinum. I think I beat this game in an hour and a half. It probably took me just a little bit longer because I was just looking at the house, the different rooms. Like each room was set up in a way that specific to that person. So you had like one girl who was a, a child actor. So her room had like the film she was in, you know, a bunch of movie paraf- um, movie stuff and all that. Uh, <laughs> Paraphernalia. I hate that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I fumbled with that, so I was like, "All right, let me choose a different word." <laughs> we're gonna we're pivoting. We're not gonna use that anymore. <laughs> like like some of the kids' rooms, uh, they had like astronauts, dinosaurs, stuff like that. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was cool how these rooms were set up. So I was like looking through the room, and yeah, I was pretty uh, impressed with the the design of each room. That's awesome. And from, um, from a trophy perspective, like I know you said there's no platinum, but do you kind of earn 
everything naturally or do you have to like are there collectibles do you have to search stuff out how does it work yeah a good chunk of them are obtained through natural gameplay there is one trophy called a closer look okay. it requires players to look in all peepholes and telescopes long enough to hear edith's commentary mm-hmm. that one you will need to do a second playthrough if you didn't get that by chance on your first one okay but um honestly i didn't care because that's what happened to me i had to do a second playthrough but i didn't care because the story was so good i didn't mind playing it again that's awesome and i would highly you have to do that calvin story again sorry no there's all good you have to do twice Uh, that that was a cool one i would recommend to anybody who wants to play this game but might be turned off because it doesn't have a platinum play it because it's a it's an awesome game and don't watch a guide if you watch a guide it will ruin the story for you because okay. it will take from the experience i mean it's an easy trophy game you can go back to any of the vignettes that you've played um, not all the vignettes have trophies but when you look at the trophy description, it'll be pretty obvious where you get that trophy from. Okay. So, pretty easy. Yeah, it sounds like a cool game. It really reminds me of, in, in description at least, uh, Gone Home. I don't know if either of you guys have ever played that game or heard of that before. That game, you're playing as a a daughter. You, co- you come home for... I'm not going to spoil much of it, but you basically come home and no one's in your house. And you're just like walking around the house, looking at like letters, figuring out what happened to people, and uh, it's really good. I know it, I didn't probably sell it very well there, but it's a it's a sh- another sort of like one hour, maybe hour and a half kind of experience, and uh, no platinum again. But I would recommend it to you, Daryl, if you liked what you played there. I think that's a great game. And then same with Firewatch, uh, which I don't know if you've played, but that's from Campo Santos. It's a lot of the guys who worked on the first season of The Walking Dead with Telltale. And they left to form their own company. So it's another kind of story-based walking simulator game, but really, really good. I recommend both of them. Yeah, I'll definitely check those out. Yeah, this was a, a pretty cool game. I definitely love playing this game. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one in a long time where the story was it, it was pretty impactful, man. Like, yeah. It talked about like death was just the central theme of this game. Hmm. It was a big theme in this game, and maybe Eli can back me up on this, but some of the the ways that the family members went out was, was pretty disturbing. Oh, really? Like, like the artwork was kind of what kind of soothed the the emotional impact a little bit because the artwork was amazing, but the the deaths were pretty disturbing. Uh, I, I don't want to get into too much because then I'll start spoiling how things take place but like for the adults like the adults it was pretty pretty clear how they go out they didn't sugarcoat it but for like some of the kids like some of the kids ended up dying as well um theirs was a little bit more digestible because it was seen from a kid's perspective like kids don't know what death is so theirs was a little bit more colorful more imaginative but the players knowing when they're playing this game, they know what's going on. But, you know, you're seeing this from a kid's perspective. So it was disturbing. But then I think that was a cool way for the developers to kind of allow that for players to, like, kind of, like, see that, like, oh, man, 
is this what kids think of when you know their time's coming to end it, it was kind of disturbing but yeah i i definitely thought that was a an interesting way for the developers to go on go with that point what, what do you think eli yeah the youngest one hurt me the most yeah it was a pretty it was a very good game story-wise and you know i think that's part of like story games they they have something to prove because they don't have any gameplay to lean on so it better be a good story or right. it's just like yeah good luck selling copies but yeah and far as like the trophies go i think you know when they don't have a platinum you got to kind of to to gauge it for your own personal self like where we played the disney afternoon collection there's no platinum there's a bunch of bronzes yep and it's like that's not worth it but like a, a story game that you can enjoy and um you know not really have to worry about trophies and just play it and you do it in a night if you really wanted to then i like getting the platinums but it didn't deter me from this one just for that fact that it was short and i could enjoy it and you still get trophies for it so you ended up buying it you said daryl how much was it i think when i picked it up it was like 10 bucks oh that's not bad okay i wish i picked it up for free but I think for this kind of game, kind of, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, you know, not going to spend 60, 80 bucks for a game you can beat in an hour. So I think 10 bucks was a reasonable price, maybe five or seven. I think that would have been okay as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's good too, because like we were talking about in the last episode, you'd come off of a couple of really long third-person action RPG games. So to be able to switch and then do some shorter, more digestible, but like story-based games, you know, I, I definitely have fun doing that every once in a while, playing like a Telltale game, for example, just to kind of, you know, you just go through the motions really and just let the story kind of sink in. And that's all you really have to do <laughs> as far as like the trophy mm -hmm. hunting goes. And you just get to enjoy it before I forget about Batman, the enemy within. It's interesting, too, because I've played almost all the Telltale games. I mean, like probably a third of my platinum trophies on PS4 from <laughs> from Telltale games. So I've played quite a bit and. The Enemy Within and the final season of The Walking Dead that they did were their last two games before the studio shut down. And you can kind of see, I think, the games get better in those two entries as well. Like, the graphics engine looks better. Like, the gameplay is a little more involved in terms of, like, the combat and, you know, the decision-making and stuff like that. So it's just kind of a bummer. And if you listen to interviews from the from the team after the studio got shut down, they feel the same way where they're like, well, we were just like really hitting our stride with these couple games. We felt like we were doing some of our best work and then we got closed, you know? So I'd be curious to know, like, cause you've played more of telltale games. If you think like the quality in enemy within is, uh, can you notice it as a bit higher? Like, did you think it's, what do you think of it in terms of that? Yeah, I, um, I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. You yeah. said that is it this whole episodic game that just has a different output or is it like the later episodes no it's it's the whole series yeah so the whole five episode arc for enemy within and then walking dead the final season those two are kind of the ones that like they worked a, a lot harder on they improved the graphics engine and stuff like that okay yeah i mean it might be kind of hard yeah. to tell if you haven't played one of the older games in a while but if you went and played like you know the first season of batman to this one it's a pretty big jump Okay, I'll keep my eye out for it. I know I played the first one maybe like a year ago, so yeah. it's still fresh in my head. So I might be able to tell the differences between the two. Yeah, but I think 
some things kind of popped up for me that I noticed. I think the the graphics look better, just mm-hmm. like you mentioned. I think the audio sounds really better. I think the audio sounds really good, like from Bruce Wayne. It sounds a little bit cheesier in the first game. I think in this <laughs> one sounds more like it sounds more like Batman. Like, right. This is what Batman should sound like. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll keep my eye out for it. I didn't know that. I I had known that they went out of the business, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that whole particular part with them. Like, hey, we're gonna do our best work. This is we're gonna go out with a bang. So, yeah, definitely. Let me know what you think as you play more. the The story of that studio is crazy because they just they became so big with Walking Dead season one, and then they signed so many deals to do these other like games, and all of the games are relatively similar, right? just changing some mechanics and some obviously the art and the story content, but they play the exact same way. And so a lot of people just think that they made too many things and because they spread themselves too thin, you know, a lot of people didn't buy every single episode of every single game. And so you can't just keep churning out content like that. I mean, it comes back to development costs. You can't just keep churning out games like that. If people aren't willing to buy, you know, the full product, if someone just bought episode one, for example, and then was like, yeah, I'm all right. You know, like Telltale was counting on you spending $25 there or $30. And so they are out of business now. Although I think the name of Telltale is now owned by a different development company and they're they're kind of back, quote unquote. But even with uh, Walking Dead final season, Skybound had to come in and purchase the rights to that and finish off. So the last couple episodes of that game are actually not developed by Telltale. It's by Skybound Entertainment. Yeah, that's a pretty cool segue into this other game I play that's similar to, you know, Batman and mm-hmm. Within and all those other Telltale games. I play Life is Strange. Woo! And I know you play that, Colin, so uh, I'm interested to see what you have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it came out in 2015 by Don't Not Entertainment, published by Square Enix. Don't Not also came out with uh, Life is Strange Part 2 yep. and Vampire. So oh, yeah. That was a pretty cool game. Yeah, that's right. Pretty cool game. I want to play eventually. Um, you play as Max Caulfield, who is the central character in this game. Goes to a famous school, wants to be a famous photographer. <laughs> and then she realizes that she can rewind time, which is pretty badass. Yeah. I really like that part about this game, that she was able to rewind time. And uh, she uses that to assist her with investigating the disappearance of a student. And to prevent the destruction of the town. What's the name of the town? Do you remember? Because I do not. Arcadia Bay. Arcadia Bay. Yeah, it's in like the... Yeah. It's in Oregon or Washington? I can't remember. Yeah, it's like a coastal town in Oregon. Yeah. It's really pretty, though. I meant... To, yeah, it is. I meant to look it up to see if that's like an actual town, but it sounds like a fictional one. The game has 59 bronzes, no silver, <laughs> one gold, and a plat. So it's definitely up there in terms of your Bioshock yeah. uh, issues. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the and, list uh, right now. It's like, just make five. Just combine these. Just combine six of these into one silver. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. But either way, it's a lot of trophies, I guess. You're just, your bronze uh-huh. ratio is going to go way the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Totally. Outside of those trophies, um, you know, the ones you get for completing the episode – Good chunk of them are missable. So trophy hunters, please be aware of that. 
I think there's like 10 optional photos that players can take uh, if they so choose to. Per episode, right? Uh, there's like a, so there's like yeah, 30 total. Mm -hmm. It's a good chunk of them. So with us being trophy hunters and this being a trophy talk podcast, of course, we're going to go for it. So I watched the guide before each episode just to familiarize myself with the photos I had to take, the locations, the different conversations I had to strike with some of the characters because you had to choose like specific dialogue choices. That way it can enable you to take those pictures. Um, I watched it prior to the episode for each one just because I didn't want to ruin the overall experience for myself. Having to play the game, watch a guy play the game, watch a guy. I just watched it before each episode. That way I can at least savor the experience of that episode. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what you think about this, Colin, because I felt like the trophy list itself was like a big Easter egg mm -hmm. because all the a good chunk of them of the trophy tiles are somewhat like related to photography. Yep. The yeah. titles themselves, like there's one with wide angles, close-ups, focus, field of, field of view, pixelated, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's cool they did that because, you know, we're reminded throughout the whole journey that Max wants to be a photographer. So it's pretty cool that they went with that um, trophy design to have those have like photography jargons in there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really good point that I actually did not realize. So I played this game on Xbox One so a few years ago, and I was not really into achievement hunting on Xbox One, so I didn't really go for them. I just was like in it for the story. I think I might have gotten a few, but looking at the list now, you're right. Every single one of the optionals is some sort of photography-based terminology, which is cool not only, like you said, from a like Easter egg kind of standpoint, but it aligns with the character motivation as well. So... In some sense, you if you're really role-playing the character, which I like to do when I'm doing these types of story games, right? Like, I make the decisions that I think Max would make, not what I would make. And, um, yeah, I would assume that she would stop to take a lot of these photos because she wants to be a photographer. So it kind of reinforces that, not only through the act of getting the optional trophies themselves, but also just in the name. And the images for the trophies are pretty cool, too. I mean, they're all kind of hand-drawn black and white but they you know they are sort of like photography symbols or you know viewfinders or yeah so it's pretty interesting i definitely like that about the list so that's a good shout out there as far as are the they, game itself go ahead are they related to like the wide angles one do you have to take a wide angle photo like the focal point and do you make sure you have like something directly in the focal point mm, it's a good are point. they related in that way of the text I don't think so. I think they just threw the name in just because it fit the overall theme of the of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't really like focus your camera. You just like interacted with whatever you had to take a picture of, and mm -hmm. then it will give you the option to take the photo, and then it would show a cutscene where Max takes the picture, and that was it. Mm. You didn't have to like manipulate the camera or anything like that. Uh, it, it wasn't a whole you know, immersive, like, oh, like, am I taking the picture right? You know, something like that. It's, I mean, I think the game is really great. I advocate for anyone who's into stories and games. And I mean, this is a really, really awesome game uh, from that perspective. It's pretty, pretty understanding that you might get turned off by it just by reading sort of a synopsis. But, you know, I felt the same way. I did not think that I was going to 
really get engrossed in a story about a high school girl who's trying to be a photographer. But the way that the game kind of pulls you in, you know, I think I played the first episode for free. They offered it for free on Xbox One at one point, and I immediately went and just bought the subsequent episodes, like, that same day. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so good. Yeah, and to kind of go into the story a bit more than what you said, Daryl, so you're playing as uh, Max, and you come back to Arcadia Bay, where I believe you used to live when you were younger, and you had a really good friend there, Chloe, and you guys were kind of thick as thieves, did everything together, and then when you moved away, I believe up to Seattle, you sort of stopped being in contact with this person, which is so normal and what happens to all of us if you move. I don't know if you guys moved when you were younger. I know, Eli, you did, but um, yeah, I moved twice. Once when I was in third grade and once when I was in eighth grade coming into high school. And it happens, right? You just kind of like stop having these connections with people. And in this scenario, Max ends up moving back to Arcadia Bay and suddenly being like reacquainted with this old friend who she hasn't talked to in years. And in the meantime, Chloe made other friends. And the prequel is about one of those friends, Rachel. And you come back and Rachel's gone. She's, she's left Arcadia Bay. No one has really heard from her in a while. And without giving too much away, it sort of leads into a deeper, more sinister plot about what's going on. You know, it's not so simple as, yeah, I just want to be a photographer. There's kind of an underlying, you know, thing happening where people are missing. And, you know, you have these visions of a storm that will destroy the city. And, like, how do you, you know, deal with that? So I would really recommend it. I think the game has probably one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in a game. Um, the same also goes for the prequel Before the Storm which I think had an amazing soundtrack as well. I can't really recommend it enough. If you really like Telltale games, this is the same style with a bit more involved gameplay and decision-making, and obviously a little bit harder of a trophy list. You don't just play the episodes and get the platinum. Would 100% say check it out if it's on sale or something like that too. I don't know how much it is now. It's probably like 15 bucks, but it's worth it. I was listening to the soundtrack on my way to work a few times. I yeah. Just... It took me to a different place, man. I felt like I had, had no worries riding out destination ahead. Yeah, Eli, you should check it out, man. Would really recommend it at some point. Maybe. We'll say the <laughs> decision making was probably the one that uh it was really impactful. Like I wa I was going I was going into this game making decisions on what I would choose. And then it's like, do I really wanna go with this? Like you know, you have the option to rewind time so you can choose the other option, but then it's like, well, I don't really feel comfortable making this decision either. So I feel like this decision based game was one that was like really impactful for players because mm -hmm. it was hard to make choices sometimes. Like, I remember playing the game and maybe not making a decision for like a, a minute, it was really hard sometimes. And then as the game really got further into the story, some decisions, you know, I, I really couldn't decide on what to do. And they're not always happy outcomes. You know, you know, I mean, like, sometimes you have two options and they both lead to something kind of bad happening. Or you think changing something in the past will fix the future and you find out that it actually made it worse in some ways, you know. So it's just, it's interesting how that works out. I remember a few times where my decisions really screwed up with my head. Because I was like, what? Yep. No, like, I really was looking for a better outcome. Like, this is what I get? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Like, there was a few times where I was like, no, no. Like, I got to see what the other choice would 
well, what outcome I would get out of that. But yeah, it's a it's a really good game. This game definitely has a twist. If yep. you if you guys are interested in playing it, it was one that really caught me off guard. I was not expecting it. Oh yeah. Uh, it gets <laughs> had, like, really fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. Had one of those Game of Thrones moments where it's like, what? No. <laughs> what? I was like pulling my hair. I was like, dude, what the hell just happened? Yep. Yeah. Great game. I definitely enjoyed it. It's uh it's a really cool game. And uh j- just to make one more shout out. So since uh Square Enix is a collaborator on this game, there's some uh cool Easter eggs that some of the characters make throughout the game, and they're like references to the Final Fantasy movie, The Spirits Within. And oh yeah, they also talk about Tomb Raider. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm going to go to this Halloween party dressed up as uh, Laura Croft. So I thought that was really cool that they did that. So I love when games have Easter eggs like that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a good good shout out. I don't even know if I noticed that when I was playing it. It's really good. The prequel is not made or developed by Don't Nod. I, I don't actually know who does it. It's a different studio. And it was during a time where the industry had a lot of voice actors on strike. So the actor who – or actress, I should say, who voices Chloe – is not the same in the original Life is Strange as it is in Before the Storm, but I still think she does a great job. Don't let that deter you from playing the game if you're interested. Yeah, I did want to point out, it's, it is uh, on sale 80% off right now until July the 8th, Okay. when you're listening to this, but it's 80% off, so instead of 20 bucks, it's $4. I mean, that's, nah, a, man. Eli, that's a great price to pick that game up, dude. I'm telling you, 100%. Mm. 100%. Is it now? Get up. <laughs> yep, 100%. Yeah. I keep, I've recommended it, it to so many of my friends because I was kind of, I think, in your position, Eli, where I was like, I don't know about that, you know? Nah. But I'm telling you, man, when you start it, you're going to enjoy it. Like, I, I've, I'm glad, Daryl, you can kind of back me up on this now because it is it is a really great game <laughs> that I don't think enough people have given, uh, you know, given it enough of their attention. Yeah. We'll see. I, I've, had, I've had enough of, enough sad twists in my games as of recently. So. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about what you've been playing, Eli? Or how's Nier been going, right? You've been, I know you said GIMP, but you've been jamming out on, on some Nier Automata yeah. as well. Yeah, I've been doing Nier and the LEGO superheroes with my boy still. That's been going pretty well. And that's been really fun. I just wanted to point out how much he's been bringing back my inner child gamer and stuff and how... You know, games can get a pretty bad rap uh, a lot of times, but, you know, he's, he started using this terminology to play, like, oh, let's go save let's go save someone in superheroes. Mm. Like, that's his cue to, like, I want to play. Like, he's not like, hey, let's go blow stuff up and, and mess up the city, man. It's like, let's go save some people. Like, I'm playing as the superheroes, like, I look up to. Yeah, it's just, na- I don't know, it gets a lot of negative rap. And, you know, I've been, I've been, connecting a lot with him you know we've been solving these puzzles together and i've been able to practice some patience (laughs) and you know like learning some things about him that you know he's starting to learn how to do the two sticks now i started teaching him how to move the camera around but yeah it's 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 pretty good and you know as far as the violence it kind of comes down to the story and what it's being portrayed as and you know like he wants to go save some save some people from these villains so yeah anyways that's been slow grind that i'm just enjoying having that couch co-op connection with and 
getting trophies at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I agree with you that, like, games get a bad rap sometimes in terms of, like, especially when it comes to violence in games. It's, it always would make me laugh when my dad would complain about me sitting and playing video games for, like, three or four hours, and then he'd just, like, watch TV for, like, four hours. And I'm like, which, yeah. one, of, which one of these things do you think is more passive or active in brain activity? Just sitting there right. watching some TV show or, like, solving puzzles and using hand-eye coordination for hours to accomplish mm-hmm. a task, right? So I, I totally agree, and I think we probably all started playing games pretty young. I started, I think, when I was, like, five with a Sega Saturn, and, uh, yeah, I definitely think it helps make you smarter. I'm not even joking about that. So I'm sure your kid is going to see some benefits from it when he gets older. Yeah, I sure hope so. (laughs) Hopefully we'll just have our own benefits of, like, playing together, you know? Oh, yeah, well, uh, not only that, but, you know. And there's definitely, there's definitely, you know, moderation is key, right? You can sit and play for, you know, a couple hours, and that's cool, but, you know, you should... You should get out of your basement every once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Well, that's good. But, I'm glad you've been making progress yeah. in that. How far into the story are you guys? Uh, I think about halfway. Okay. Let me double check a real quick. It's pretty pretty close to halfway. And uh, we did actually end up going back and like kind of getting somewhat of a collectible thing. Um, I'm not sure. It seemed like a secret building we went into, and we got to play as Doc Ock and what is it, Mister Mister Coulson or something like that. I don't know who Mister Coulson is, but that's know. all right. Yeah, I think he's like the camera guy for I don't know something Spider-Man related. But he like shoots like projectiles out of his camera. It's pretty sweet. Oh, cool. But we have completed level nine, and there are 15 levels, so more than halfway. We just passed that, and yeah, I think I think we'll be able to go back and get the trophies possibly we're gonna have you're gonna get that like 10 million you have to collect 10 million studs or something along those lines like it's a ridiculous amount or 10 billion or something right we're gonna get that way ahead of time because we spend so much time just goofing around that we'll probably (laughs) end up with that trophy faster than most people but yeah and then besides that i've been you know trying to get get at some near but um progress i've nearly been able to play uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. i see what you uh, did there yeah and you know we kind of touched on the length of games and i'm just i was not feeling like this was one that really respected your time i think well i'm not sure but i was really just kind of discouraged from playing even the second playthrough just because you start as the your uh partner and so you're basically playing through the same story, and uh, that got a bit much. But when I did finally finish, so now I've played, I've got all three endings done. And the third one started, like, it was not what I expected at all. Like, I, I think I said last time I was excited to see, to play through this person's story arc, and it is a totally different time frame in that arc that I thought it was going to be. So there's some there's some pretty good twists in there. That's awesome. Yeah, and that actually Daryl reminded me talking about Life is Strange and its twists. Nier's got all these twists and they're both Square Enix games. That must be their you know That's their jam. kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has a lot of sad twists and that's their little dark dark kind of story stuff. It's very 
it's very sad and the whole game is very like thought provoking with how humans and machines and the difference between them and having conscious consciousness there you go and um <laughs> yeah and why we're fighting and why we're here the existential crisis and just like all that stuff is tied together into these into these games into these playthroughs and the third one was a lot shorter there was still some some not very fun fetch errand type side quest but there was less and um it was it was shorter it was a little more enjoyable and it took a way it took a really weird turn where you're kind of like switching back before characters and as far as these twists goes like the ending b twist was quite shocking and then as you're playing through this third playthrough there's twists left and right like it just got crazier and crazier until the end of the game and it was just like what is going <laughs> on here like i don't even this is insane i don't even know how to react like i was i was streaming some of it and uh it was pretty it was pretty fun but i was like you know what i'm gonna do, i'm gonna hop off and just kind of experience this on my own and try to and try to soak it all in and right i'm kind of glad i did that because and plus i wouldn't want to spoil it for anybody that like popped in so yeah and i would suggest now that i've kind of now i'm just on to the grind and there's not there's not a ton left. I did end up getting the trophy I thought I was going to actually buy. There was like the the archives. I ended up getting 80% of those. And then there was also the one where you had to destroy people, uh, destroy, destroy machines through remote control because one of the characters can hack. And then you can either detonate them, remote control them, or subjugate them. Okay. Subjugate, is that the right word? Where yeah. you make them fight for you. So you had to kill machines with a remote controlled enemy. So you go in a remote control and you can like play as the enemy. It's pretty sweet. Like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You can attack and just like the enemy would. And like I went through and I would remote control it. And then from that remote controlled robot, I would just hack another one and the other one would blow up. So it should count. And I was like, I swear I did 50 of them. This is ridiculous. And so I went back and finally hijacked the robot and used his like gun to kill I don't know, 10, 15 of them, and that trophy popped too. So oh, I was like, nice. oh, man, okay, cool. Maybe I won't have to use the shop at all. And if I do use the shop, it might be I was saving the upskirt trophy, <laughs> the, perver <laughs> the perverted trophy for that was going to make the, tr the platinum pop. <laughs> and, like, maybe I'll just of course, pay for that one so course. I don't have to be a pervert. You yep. know? Hey, like, I didn't even have to be pervert. But, yeah, so... I, I would just say the grind isn't too bad. I would suggest, you know, if you're going to play this game, maybe not go into it with trophies in mind or like 100%ing it because it is, that's a big undertaking. And the story seemed pretty short. And from doing all the side quests, I got, I felt super overpowered when I finally got to the story missions. Oh, like cool. I just went in it and like it was ridiculous. My brother was like, you made that look like really easy. <laughs> Had your brother played like, this game as well? No. Okay. I just, I was like, I'm pretty sure from grinding all the side quests and stuff that I'm just pretty OP. Yeah. But yeah, well, if you can, if you're not worried about trophies or you buy it on a different console or something, I would just like go through and play the story because God damn, there's a lot of side quests. 
Well, it sounds kind of like how you played Bloodborne as well, where by the time you got to the end of the game in Bloodborne, you were like 100 levels higher <laughs> than like, yeah. or, maybe not 100, but you were definitely like 50 levels higher than I was when I beat the game. Um, yeah. And it's, it's nice, though, to have that option because you can kind of dictate how difficult you want the game to be just based uh, on like the amount of grinding that you do. So I do always appreciate that option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't actually like go out of the way to like quote unquote grind, but it was just like completing the side quests, you know. But now I do have to go back and do a little grinding because I'm level like sixty five somewhere around there, and one of the endings involves a secret boss, and he's level ninety nine. So I don't know. And I, I, yeah, so now I'm just at the point where I'm figuring out how I'm going to execute all these and try to plan them out nicely because some of the endings you get not to spoil a ton but for this boss that you end up fighting you get a weapon and you need to upgrade all the weapons to 100 percent, so you can't really do that one first and so you can kind of go through a b and c d and even e if you want i'm waiting on that but uh you can go through those without worrying about trophies and chapter selected up or buy them i guess if you're if you're a cheater yeah but yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. if you don't end up buying any, I'm looking at the guide, right? It looks, it says it's a, wait, hold on a second, one second, 60 hours, three playthroughs, three out of 10. So yeah, okay. That sounds about yeah, right not, with your experience. Yeah, it's not terrible. I would like, the, the difficulty comes from mental stability, really. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hang on? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to keep going? I, <laughs> I mean, I guess sure. it's like, how quickly do you want to move on to another game as well that yeah. might determine if you're going to buy any of the trophies or not yeah if you're going to buy one game it's a good one to, it, you'll get your money's worth for sure nice well that's awesome so you're probably i'm thinking you'll be done with this by the next podcast a couple oh more God, weeks. if i'm not yeah you can fire me <laughs> you fire i don't even pay you anything where <laughs> <laughs> none of us are paid <laughs> i'm uh i'm happy you're making some good progress on that and i know that was one that was pretty high up on your uh backlog complete so you're doing yeah, it you're living the dream yeah, just living it up very good daryl anything in, in you want to add or in, inquire about with uh near automata here um i don't got nothing to say all right there's nothing wrong it doesn't with that sound like a game <laughs> yeah <laughs> ouch <laughs> well we talked about it last week and stuff too you know or yeah. a couple weeks ago i should say so talked about it enough i'm ready to move on yeah do you uh, have an idea what you're gonna try to get into next? Little teaser. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be doing. Oh wow! Oh, I just drew a blank. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna actually do. What was that one? Deadly Tower Monsters. There you I'm go. I'm gonna hit that up. There you go. Smart and then man. A little shooter called Anger Force Reloaded. Okay. And then Doom. Doom 2016. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make sure, double check that there are no churches in space. I will let you know. Yeah, but you gotta double check because I mean there might be. We don't know. <laughs> there might be. We don't know. In a lot of sci-fi, there's churches in space, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna try to break out and break the game and get out there and see if they're rendered one somewhere. You can just get out of bounds. Apparently, pretty mm -hmm. easy to do in that game. If you've if you're at all curious, check out a speed run for Doom 2016, and that game is broken as shit. Like, yeah, I've seen some people doing that with Nier actually streaming their speedruns and they like they just start glitching through walls and it yep. like changes the status of a current of a of a particular person or you know they can just walk under the whole map. It's like ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. 
absolutely wild. For myself, I've only been playing one game as well, but I've been playing Resident Evil 5, which uh, is not at all what I expected to be doing as far as the trophy podcast was concerned. Um, last time we had spoke, I'd started this game again with uh, one of my best friends from high school, and we were just playing through it because this game came out in 2009 in March, so it was my senior year of high school. And I remember vividly he and I would just be obsessed with this game for like a solid month. And we just kept replaying it over and over again and trying to beat it on harder difficulties and stuff like that. And then for whatever reason, we never accomplished our goal, which was to beat it on professional. Uh, I think maybe I rented it and I didn't own the game. It was something weird like that. But all these years later, I had purchased it on PS4 as one of the first games I bought just to kind of play through it again for nostalgia's sake. And uh, it turns out that this friend's wife just started her residency so she's not home a ton during the week because she's working really hard so he's got more time and we decided to jump in and play it again and we are now on our third playthrough of the game so we played through it once on normal together then again on veteran which we just finished yesterday and we're going through it again on professional so the cool thing about this game unlike other resident evils is it's co-op but you can also find treasures and gold, a lot like Resident Evil 4, and use that money to upgrade your guns. And you can upgrade the firepower, the like clip size, reload speed, etc., etc. So after our first playthrough on normal, both of us had unlocked infinite ammo for the Magnum. And there's three different Magnums, but once you get that unlocked, it really kind of trivializes some of the difficulty. At least like you kill most things in one shot, with the exception of bosses. And I went through the game again, just cleaning up some trophies and beat it in under four hours and got the uh, S rank. So I now have an infinite rocket launcher. So now when we're playing through it again on professional, it just is uh, way more simple. I mean, we still die in one hit on professional. So that's the that's where the difficulty comes in. But mm. you can totally just wreck most of the enemies. And um, I think... You know, so the game has one gold trophy, 16 silvers, and 53 bronzes. Very, like, full, heavy trophy list. Um, and the the only gold in the game is for beating it on professional. So you're not going to see sort of that, like, big percentage jump until, like, the very end of the game. But right now, I just am missing two trophies. One of them is for upgrading all of the guns in the game completely. And the other one is for uh, beating the game on professional. So... You know, I'm getting there. The The gun upgrades is going to be a grind. You have to, like I said, upgrade fully every single gun in the game. And I believe there's like 15 guns, maybe 16. So four or five different handguns, four or five machine guns, four or five shotguns, three magnums. And uh, each one of those takes like $80,000 to fully upgrade. And you probably get like twenty to $30,000 per level that you do. So you have to replay the game a lot. And that might turn... Classic. Yeah, it's classic, right? And that's probably going to turn some people off from trying to go for the Platinum. But I do think as a co-op experience, it's probably one of the top five co-op games ever made, if you can play it with another person. It just is really cool, especially on your first playthrough, to have to manage, you know, like sharing inventory, and you have a set amount of space in your inventory. So, you know, if one person wants to use the shotgun... You know, the other person doesn't want to also do that because then you're competing for shotgun shells that you find in the map. So what we did is my friend used the shotgun and the sniper, and then I used a machine gun and a pistol. And then we just kind of like were able to split resources up that way. But um, yeah, I think this game is, is really awesome. 
I would really, really recommend it. You know, it's classic Resident Evil fashion where once you know where the enemies are and what to do, we're beating each of the levels now in professional in like seven minutes as opposed to, you know, 30 minutes or something on the first playthrough. And, um, yeah, it's pretty great. Have you have either of you guys played Resident Evil 5? I don't, I'm not sure about this one. And it's a little more of an obscure title. I also played this game with a buddy of mine. <clears throat> uh, I think we beat it like the first night we got it. Um, I think it was just uh, that fun of a game to co-op with. Like we couldn't stop playing it. And I think we beat it like the next day. Like mm -hmm. we played super late at night and we probably beat it like five or four, five or six in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun co-op game. Not something that Resident Evil is known for. Mm -hmm. It's always been a single player survival horror, but it, it's cool to share that that experience in this game franchise with another player. Yeah, I agree. It's it's certainly not a scary game, um, and I wouldn't even classify it as a survival horror game necessarily. But it is a tense action game, so you're always going to be fighting waves of enemies, and you do need to be like looking around all the time and like. You know, being conservative with your ammo, you know, this is Resident Evil trick of you shoot a zombie in the knee and then you run up and you can do a melee hit on him or like knife him so that you don't use up more ammo and stuff like that. And you really do need to be aware of it when you're playing the game. And it just has, I think, the treasures that you can find. And there's a trophy for finding all the treasures in the game. And some of them you have to do really specific things to find or to, you know, get the opportunity to get. Um, at the last level of the game, there's a pillar you're in a volcano, of course, the last level of a game, there's a pillar of rock, and you actually need to shoot that with a rocket launcher. And when it blows up, it drops a treasure that you can only get in that spot in the game. So there's really like cool stuff like that, where on replay, you, you know, you're finding something new every time. And uh, the physics engine is just, I don't know, it's really goofy and wonky. Like, there's a zombie crawling over a fence at me. So I shot him with my magnum. And he flew off the fence and flew back far enough to break a window and go into a house <laughs> behind him. And, like, his body was, like, ragdolling through the air as he, like, broke the window and stuff. And it's just really kind of interesting. And, um, you know, like I said, the treasures add a cool replay factor. Because if you know where all of them are throughout the map, you know, you can beat a level really quickly. But also get, like, 30,000 gold to upgrade. And there's something really cool about trying to perfect these short little digestible segments of the game. I, again, would really, really recommend it. I think the Platinum Guide says it's 4 out of 10 difficulty, 2 playthroughs, 30 hours. You're probably going to be playing more like 3 to 4 playthroughs if you're an average gamer or you're not, like, you know, really, really fucking good at Resident Evil. And I'd say, yeah, 30 to 50 hours, somewhere in that range. I love how that game, out of all the Resident Evil games, that's the one that gets picked on the most by players. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Because I don't get of it. that one part with Chris Redfield punching the humongous boulder. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, that's the one that gets talked about the most amongst players. It's like, how is that even possible? Yep. It's completely how, ridiculous. Who thought of that? Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially, if you're unfamiliar with this title, um, and you, a lot of people have played Resident Evil 4, right? And that game is regarded as one of the top 10 games of all time, even. It's basically Resident Evil 4, but the controls are a little bit more refined but there is a lot of quick time events in the cutscenes, so you can't just like put the controller down and like have a sip of coffee you need to be paying attention when the cutscenes are happening and yeah a lot of you know it, it gets rightly criticized i think for taking the franchise 
from somewhat of an action series to even more over-the-top action-y. And by the time you get to Resident Evil 6, it's just pretty much everything's out the window, and it just becomes a third-person action game entirely. But this game is, like, I think, the proper sequel to Resident Evil 4. And if you tried Resident Evil 4 and you're like, eh, I don't know, it's a little outdated, the controls are kind of not so great, play Resident Evil 5, play a co-op, and you'll have a great time. Yeah, I'm going to have to get into this series at some point. I kind of blew it on this one, huh? Mm-hmm. You'd, you had inquired. I denied. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm missing out. It's all good. Look on the bright side. You'll have a lot of games to play. Really good games to play. On the what? You'll have a lot of good games to play from this franchise. Mm, yes. So I hear from you, too. Yeah. I mean, this will <laughs> be the third or fourth Resident Evil I've got the platform on PS4, so who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Resident Evil 5, and that has honestly been all that I've really been playing, uh, other than some League of Legends, which is irrelevant for our discussions. So I think that's it. Are, are we ready for our trophy quiz? Episode 2, or I guess second time we're doing the quiz. It's not episode 2, but you know what I mean. <laughs> episode 10. Ready. Episode 10. Yeah, we are. We hit a milestone. Yeah. Nice. You should cue in the trophy pop right now. Bring. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, you yeah. guys, if, you're, if you made it this far in, you've heard the intro music, too. So hopefully people enjoyed that as well. Oh, yeah. Shout out to your your guitar skills, Colin. Thank you, sir. It's been a while. Beautiful serenade. <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, I was telling Daryl and Eli about this, but so the listeners know, I, I played guitar for a while when I was younger, and I went to go try to record an intro for us. And thinking it would be just, you know, 15, 30 second little riff, easy peasy. It probably took me 20 to 30 tries because I was so rusty on the guitar. And then on top of that, my fingers don't have the calluses that they used to. So <laughs> my hands was like hella sore after just playing for probably like 10 minutes. It's a bit embarrassing, but we're here now. We made it. Yeah. So quiz master for this week is going to be Eli. If you want to yes. kick us off. Yeah. Sure. So, you want to go? Do you want to go over the rules again, though? Yeah. In the past, right? So what we've done last week is we're going to give you guys three uh, trophy descriptions and the title of the trophy. And the job of the people playing the game or playing with the quiz is to guess the correct title that that trophy is from. Now, last week I had half a point given for if you got the franchise correct, and another half a point given if you got the specific title correct, for a total of three points possible per quiz now some of the titles we realize might not have a franchise uh option if you will so it's going to be up to the quiz master's discretion if we get close enough to kind of award us with that and i think that is it in terms of any sort of changes to the rule eli are these all trophies from your trophy list or did you just pick stuff at random they are okay okay they are fantastic so daryl and i going to be facing off in a little head-to-head bout it's time for the short blonde kid to take down the tall Samoan guy. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> nice. I like that. Yep. Maybe I'll change my, my gamer tag <laughs> or my uh, PSN name. Are we doing 15 seconds again? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do 15 seconds. Okay, and I start that when I'm done reading? Correct. Okay. Are you guys ready to go? Bonsai is ready. <laughs> You guys remember that from Spider-Man? 
I don't, but oh, it was. Are funny. you serious? Randy Savage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Macho Man or Macho Man Randy Savage in like the 2009 or whatever Spider Man movie, or it's like oh, even man. older than that. I think it was like 2003 or something. But pretty old. All right, whatever. Fuck you guys. You don't get that. <laughs> continue. Continue on. <laughs> are you ready, Daryl? I haven't got a. Yeah, bring it, man. I'm good. Okay. All right. So, give him a timer here. First question or the first, the first trophy title is called No Cheating. Okay. The uh, what do you call that? The description is you exposed some infidelity. Oh God. No cheating, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing down in my notebook. Okay, don't worry. Daryl looks hmm. like he's looking at the screen. All right, time's up. Okay. 15 seconds. Uh, Daryl, we'll start with you. Okay. What do you got? So you expose some infidelity. All right. I'm going to go with murdered soul suspect. Okay. And the franchise? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Colin? Wow, I actually had I didn't write down an answer. I'm not gonna just piggyback on Daryl's. I had no fucking clue. So Hey, yep. might as well. You piggyback it's a piggyback game. Sure, I'll say murdered soul suspect as well then. Why not? Because I yeah. think that's actually a really good guess. And the franchise is murdered soul suspect. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good guess. Uh do we, oh, we do this at the end, right? We'll do it at the end. Yeah. Okay. The Hold reveal. Up. Let me pull up really quickly. I'm gonna pull up your trophy list. Am I allowed oh, to do whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, No, 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 no. No? Okay. All right. No. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. Put nope. the phone down. Put the phone down. Okay. Go ahead. Nope. I don't, I, we should have discussed that, but we didn't. I didn't do that last time. Okay. We should have done that. Good to know. So we can't have it up? We cannot. No. Okay. Okay. That's what yeah. I did. That's where you found Murdered Soul Suspect, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you play too many damn games, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's fine. Uh, we'll move on to question hey, two. Colin's got a backlog or trophy list back to 2000 whenever playstation came out and yep. started like two years ago <laughs> all right next question okay oh yes timer hey this is a lot of work you should be getting paid for this <laughs> <Anyways. laughs> all right so, uh next trophy title is first among equals and the description is win a match of skirmish skirmish or domination go okay i don't need those 15 seconds bitch i got it <laughs> i think watch me get it wrong now <laughs> all right time's up pencils down fellas uh colin let's see the confident answer what you got i think it's for honor Okay. And the, the franchise is for honor. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl? I'm going to say for honor too. You son of a bitch. Okay. You son of a bitch. But not for honor too, but the for honor game. Yeah, for, to, for, yeah. for honor also. <laughs> Good answers. Good answers. What's that show? Uh, Good answer. Good answer. Oh, Family no. Feud. Oh, okay. okay. Good answer. Good answer. Show me potato All salad. Right. <laughs> yeah, they do that. Like they'll like look at the board and be like, "Show me potato salad." And it doesn't, yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. come up. Like, ah, oh, shit. 
Anyway, doesn't matter. Oh, good answer. Good answer. Okay. Uh, okay. Third and final question is trophy title is thank you. Good night. Oh shit. And the description is nail and encore in career mode. Start. That is 15 seconds. Oh my god. Are you guys feeling like shit? Another 15? No, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to help. <laughs> okay, uh, Colin? Okay, I don't know the specific title. I think it's from the Guitar Hero franchise. I, I don't know. And then I was title? like, I just said Guitar Hero, so you can use your discretion there. And then I was like, I don't even know if Eli's played a Guitar Hero on PS4. I know he talked about it before. So, that's what I got. Daryl? Can you repeat that trophy title description again? Uh, official moderator, Colin, is that... Yeah, that's fine. It's a fine. legitimate request? That's fine. It, it's called, Thank You, Good Night. Nail an encore in career mode. Let's say that motocross game. Oh! I don't know this specific title super it's like energy a mx or ax like the monster energy one monster energy or mx versus atv oh gosh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just had to play two of those games huh yeah i'm gonna yeah. go with the monster energy that's the one i was gonna go okay. with that's monster a that's a smart energy, choice super cross official video games part of the official title the official video game. official okay. my uh, ass so how do we do this i'm just gonna go read them again yeah well yeah okay. tell us the the yeah tell us the trophy and then what the answer is so for the first one no cheating you expose some infidelity daryl and colin both guessed the murdered soul suspect the correct answer is a way out ah! <laughs> wow oh my god <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that game. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Well, I know I didn't get the third question, Daryl, so you'll probably still come out ahead. <laughs> I had to pick a – that was a fun – I like that trophy in general. Like, no cheating is video game related. It was, a, it was an interesting trophy to get, too. Yep, that was a good one. Okay, the next one we got first among equals win a match in, of skirmish or domination. And this was my, my – uh, my trickster question for you guys. You oh. guys both guessed for honor. Yeah, it's not unfortunately, because be. the answer is the division two, the one we've all played together. Oh, oh no! Dude, I was for like, honor has the same wording. I was like, who has? Yeah, because I remember they for do. honor had skirmish, and it also has like the trophies where you can choose two game types to get the victory in. So I was like, oh, it's easy, you know? Yeah, we we all we both played both of them. It just was happened that we both. Or we talked about For Honor today. Yeah. Yep. Threw us off a bit. Oh, yep. my gosh. I had For Honor on the mind. Wasn't expecting us to talk about that. that yep. Was... Um, okay, and... Oh for 2. The last... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last one. Thank you. Good night. Nail an mm. encore in career mode. God damn it. Colin, you were very close with Guitar Hero. Mm. But unfortunately, the answer is Rock Band oh! 4. Oh, oh wow. no. All right. That's all right. Sorry, guys. I feel like now I feel like an asshole. I made it too hard. No, I don't think so. I think we just uh, confused ourselves with the fucking 
for honor talk you know that was yeah that was supposed to be my my freebie it was a little tricky but I yeah just give it away yeah well we had recently played division two so i can't get mad at that you know mm-hmm Wow. All yeah. right. So oh, job, no points all around. So what are the totals then? I think so. It's one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one and a half points total for Daryl, right? And then one point for Eli. And then zero points for me. Total. Good, good job in getting zero points, guys. Yep. <laughs> Get fucking wrecked, kids. All right, Daryl. We'll see what you come up with next week. We'll see if we can, you know... <laughs> we get some some redemption, and hopefully those listeners at home scored a bit better on some of those. I almost guessed Rock Band, so I'm not too mad at myself for for that. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Oh and man, then, I don't know. Is it fair to like look at the list? I don't know. No, Just we did well. I don't think like, during. I don't know. Not during the podcast ahead of time. So like now we okay. know like the next time we do this, Daryl's the quiz master. So I'm gonna look at Daryl's list before we do the the recording. And so. do we make that a rule that you have to pick it from your list? I think so for now. It's probably not fair. Yeah, it probably helps. I mean, it doesn't help the listeners at all, but they also have access, I guess, to our list if they want. And do you, yeah, you don't have to have earned it. just needs to be in the game that you've played. Yep. Yeah, add us so you can see our trophy list, guys. Yeah. Yeah, get in on this action. Wow. Well, thank you, Eli, for that. I feel like shit now. It's great. And, um, yeah, thanks to everybody for listening to this week's episode of Trophy Talk. Again, this is uploaded bi-weekly onto SoundCloud dot, yeah, soundcloud.com slash coffeekids. And uh, I'm going to be editing this across tomorrow, and we'll have it uploaded by early evening tomorrow, which is July 5th, 2020. So happy July 4th. Hopefully you guys all had – oh, shit balls! I forgot something, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, go ahead, Eli. Uh, yeah, I just wanted – we wanted to talk about, since we're on our – uh, playing games together with yep. Division and whatnot. We've been playing Battlefield 1. That's right. That's right. What do you think and of it? I, I'm digging it. The multiplayer trophies are super cool. They're easy to get. You pretty much just play online. So we're having fun. I wanted to ask you guys about the story. Mm. I think the, the, the vignette style for Battlefield 1 is cool. Like, I like how they did sort of small, digestible little sections as different parts of the conflict, you know? So you have sort of like a someone who's in the Air Force or someone who's in more of like the Navy and then, you know, have someone who's like in a tank, more of like a ground troop kind of unit. I, re- I originally played the campaigns like a long time ago. Battlefield 1 was also one of the games at the beginning of my trophy list. And I've only replayed a little bit of it since we started doing multiplayer. But mm-hmm. I will, you know, be cleaning that game up to get the plat soon. So I don't have as much to say about the, the campaign right now. But other than that, it's pretty, you know, Battlefield 1 games are, or Battlefield games are always really realistic. And uh, for, for better or for worse, depending on what type of shooter you like to play. So I think that it exists pretty nicely alongside something like Call of Duty. Even though I might prefer that franchise more, I think this is definitely for those folks who like more of like a simulation of war style game. And it's, I mean, the gameplay is great. And the, it looks awesome, too. So, Daryl, you got any thoughts? Yeah, campaign's good. Like, for those who are new to the series, the campaign's a really great way to familiarize yourself with it. Because a lot of mechanics are introduced into the story, such as riding, like, the different vehicles, uh, cavalry. A lot of people um, can play these different classes in the campaign, and then it'll 
transition into multiplayer a little bit easier because you have some familiarity with some of these classes and um yeah it's great i'm enjoying it i love battlefield it's probably the one series that i would prefer between battlefield and call of duty uh, yeah i'm having a blast with it it's fun to get back into the game again yeah because you already had the platinum right so this is just kind of re revisiting it for you yeah revisiting now that i'm playing it again i, I really want to like start playing it a lot more now and it's the game that i've been streaming lately been been meeting up with other people that are streaming the game as well so there's still a following out there still people still people playing it so it's definitely a popular game still i think a lot of people weren't happy with battlefield 5 so i think that's why we're seeing a, a, a resurgence in this game it's, you know they they like battlefield 1 compared to part 5 well i definitely well, enjoyed the flop i mean i enjoyed battlefield 1 a lot when it came out to the point where I was excited to get Battlefield Five, and then when it came out, I just was hearing not so great things about it. So I was like, "Well, not gonna get it, I guess." But yeah, I do like the franchise. I I, I skipped Battlefield Four, but I spent a lot of time in Battlefield Three. I really liked that game a lot. So I'll be curious to see what we get in terms of next gen Battlefield on PS Five and Xbox Series X next year. I'm sure it'll be good. Battlefield 6. We'll see. Uh, well, this is yeah. where I wanted to make my amend. I forgot I should have made an amendment. When we, uh, I realized last time I talked about us all getting together, playing our multiplayer game on Twitch. I was like, oh, we're doing it tonight. But we record on Saturday. This goes live Sunday, Monday. Yep. So you can, uh, we're going to be playing Battlefield 1 every, well, we're going to be getting together playing an online multiplayer game every Saturday night around 9 p.m. Pacific time. Mm -hmm. This week will be Battlefield. I don't know. We might be playing it next week, but by then we may be moving on to uh, possibly Zombies in Spaceland or something we'll discuss. But yep, Saturday nights you can catch us on Twitch at either of our handles. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Just, just say, like, you know, ch check out the handles on Saturdays. We'll be on there playing something different because like you said by the time you hear this we've already played <laughs> the day before so yeah as far as the next game we do again if anyone has any input into that or something they think is a good suggestion let us know um zombies in spaceland has been thrown out there i'd much rather do that than world war ii i think zombies because that Battle yeah or, or Bat battlefront yeah there is battlefront too which we could also do and would be interesting so you know we have some I'd rather options do like the I'd rather, I'd prefer, I mean, I'd like to hear the suggestions, of course, but I'm interested in some more, like, team coordination yeah. than just gr grinding levels online, although that is fun, but. I agree. I'd be curious to know, because I have, like, the Reaper of Souls edition of Diablo 3, and then I know there's, like, another new edition of that now. I think it's, I don't even remember what it's called, like, the Ultimate Edition or whatever. Do, can we still play uh, together if we have the two different versions? Even though they're both yeah, that, like Diablo three, that just comes with Reaper Souls. Okay, got or it. Like it just that's yeah. It's well, I it's like that plus the new class because there is like a new Necromancer class they added. Yes. Yep. That's in the Reaper Souls and in the other. Okay. Other one. Got it. it. Come, uh, the the uh, that edition comes with the Reaper Souls. So that's... Got it. And that's actually the deal of the week, right? 
it is like, 10 bucks and that's like i can't believe that game is still freaking 60 dollars. it's ridiculous well so if you're ever yeah. interested it's on sale now and it's at a decent price and that is my next big game i'm getting into so there you go i i'm gonna hesitate to throw out a prediction for my next big game because i feel like every time i do that i don't actually follow through <laughs> and i end up picking something different so just stay tuned you can follow me on uh the psn network my uh psn name is ck present and you can see what i'm playing there maybe it'll be another resident evil game maybe it'll be a telltale game i have no idea it's gonna be something good though yeah speaking about handles i ventured into the t twitter land as well the twitterverse twitterverse so holy cow that's a that's a shit show but yeah so twitter i'm on twitter now instagram youtube twitch discord everything's in our shredder 13 so that's where i'm at daryl where are you at i'm on twitch you guys can find me the tall samoan guy be streaming some battlefield one and my next big game will probably be on back to Darksiders 2. Hell yeah. After I wrap up yeah, the games. Yeah, I left that hanging, you know, just to take care of Outlast. So I'm stoked to get back into that game. So I'll probably stream that too. So yeah. Finish that book yet? I'm almost, almost done. I know I was, I was going to read it, but I've been playing so many video games this week that I had to put that on hold. Hey, that's Look, it's so damn good. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got to stop delaying this. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you, uh, Eli, and thank you, Daryl, for joining, as always, for episode 10 of Trophy Talk. And course, thanks, thanks for everybody, for listening and tuning in. I'm sorry about the false ending a couple minutes ago. I forgot that topic. So, you know, we'll see. You might not hear it, actually, if you're listening to this, because I'm going to try to edit it out. But just know that I fucked <laughs> up, and uh, now you're aware of it. So, anyway, <laughs> um, that's going to do it for me. Thanks for tuning in. You guys want to say goodbye and we'll move on. Peace. Bye, everybody. Have a safe <laughs> 4th of July. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Blow some stuff up. <laughs>